is your Cloud Pilot Dudesh, and in today's video, we have with us Mr. Subhasish Ghosh, who is a Cloud Consultant at Microsoft. So he has accepted our invitation to share some in insights about cloud computing, and also he will be uh, sharing some important tips about how to start a career in cloud architecture. So welcome, sir. Thank you for accepting my invite, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Hey, hi, Udesh. Good evening. Uh, thank you for having me. So can you uh, share your journey into the cloud? Uh, like, how did you start and uh, how has it been so far? Correct, correct, correct. So I am currently a cloud solution architect, data and AI at uh, Microsoft India. So SMCC, so I basically work for a you know segment called SMCC within Microsoft India. So, you know, as part of the role, uh, uh, you know, if you talk about, I basically kind of get to work with our customers, uh, also with our partners, right? Uh, you know, uh, on enabling, you know, at a very holistic level, if you talk about, you know, enabling customers to kind of leverage cloud. Because it so happens that I work for Microsoft, of course, I tend to focus on, you know, and I work explicitly on, uh, you know, the Azure, Microsoft Azure cloud platform. And within Azure, you have then, you know, let's call it different pillars. You know, you have the you know modern workplace, you have the business applications, you have the core you know applications and infrastructure, and then we have the fourth pillar called data and AI. So that you know, I work on data and AI. So basically, it means that I focus on a you know subset core of the larger piece and kind of you know work with our you know customers, you know enabling them uh, to leverage all those different services on Azure. So that's my background. And, uh, you know, a little bit on, uh, you know, in generic cloud, uh, you know, if you talk about, so I basically started my career as a developer, you know, mainly in C on Linux platform and kind of transformed myself into, you know, Microsoft platform. I did very, very early on MCSD, MCSC. I was, I was hardly out of high school. So I must be 19, 20, something like that. So before I did all of this, of course, you know, then I did engineering. So I got a very good hands-on on operating systems, logic, and all of that. And then when I started working very early on for a company in 2009, I came across Amazon Web Services. They had just globally launched in 2007. A few services has come out, and Autoscale was just out of beta, I think. So that was the first kind of introduction to cloud. I mean, they still then had one or two global regions, I think, at that time. Then because I had a .NET PaaS platform, I kind of transformed myself again you know, continuous learning and as you go along, you know, opportunities come along your way. Then I happened to work for a company which kind of totally changed my career. You know, instead of focusing on products, I made the jump into what we used to call in those days, the Windows Azure platform. That was the pass.net on Azure. Now, you know, and then it became Windows Azure Infrastructure Services, WAIS, which became later, we dropped all of that long term and it became Windows Azure, then it became Microsoft Azure, then it became Azure. So. It has been a long journey, of course, but you know, uh, kind of, I kind of transitioned into it from a programmer and a networking and a, you know, admin guy into a, you know, network stack into a, you know, consultant into a gradually into an architect with all this stack kind of knowledge. So that's how it kind of happened. Amazing. Uh, that's a wonderful journey. So, uh, what are the duties of a solutions architect? This really, you know, varies from platform to platform, you know, stack to stack that you'll, you know, somebody will choose to work upon. But having said that, you know, uh, usually how I see it, any good solutions architect, right, will have like uh, four different areas on which he or she will kind of tend to work on a day-to-day -day manner. And then as you, you know, kind of mature, you work on more complex 
cases you know of course you will tend to specialize in those uh, so one is of course there will always be an interfacing part of it that means you'll focus on building relationships in other words you know uh, you will always tend to work on a set of accounts with your counterparts or with your bigger team so there will always be a pre-sales angle to it uh, you know second will of course you will provide deep textual architectural guidance right it could be to customers or partners you're working with or uh, you know SIs or JSIs you will work with so you have to have a fundamental very good understanding of technology on the tech stack of course you know generic first you start with infra then as you kind of specialize it could be devops security data and ai and so on then there will also be a angle which i see is kind of hand holding if not deep hands-on implementation maybe that is more of an engineer level job but still a good architect always is very hands-on and tends to kind of synergize with the different teams it could be you know oversee delivery of complex migrations or do a little bit of hands-on work in the transformations you know on our cloud platform so that will always be there and then fourth will always be a social angle again great architects always you'll find them speaking in multiple events they do a lot of code uh, you know give back to community they do a lot of workshops they do a lot of online webinars they maybe have big youtube channels of their own so all these four facets right kind of make up a complete good you know you know cloud solutions architect it's not just the tech piece of aspect of it that often people you know kind of understand but there are all multiple facets which make up a good you know enterprise cloud architect got it that was a amazing answer so what are the challenges faced by a solutions architect uh, see again challenges there'll be lots of them i mean every day you'll feel, you'll find it's a you know mixed bag you know you'll have your own sets of wins and of course you will have your own sets of challenges to overcome every single day so it's not like a fixed set of challenges uh, it could be like again uh, you know it would be uh, managing timelines of projects it could be managing if you are overseeing a little bit of delivery of those projects if you're architecting purely from the per se right then comes in uh, you know complexity of the use case that you handle that is the majority part of the work of the architect right so here if you see simple cloud to cloud transformations may not be so complex but again if you go down to where organizations are right now heavily invested on premises so how do you go through that entire journey of mapping from an on-prem to a you know either a complete cloud migration or a hybrid migration for me for example i work on databases so i you know so when i have a sql server on prem customer right so there are multiple stages which a customer goes through in the modernization process so each of them has comes with its own set of pros and cons for a good architect you need to map all those pros and cons to the customer work with them holistically understand the gaps in the different solution that you give again that is a very very you know core asset of a good architect that is when you're laying down path a path b path c for a customer a good architect will just say you know what this is path a path b path c and let's do these work uh, an exceptional architect will always tell what are the drawbacks of those paths also to the customer so that when you're working with a customer and with a partner for example you know those different journey points are known it could be so those challenges could be tech those challenges could be tech plus commercial they could be tech plus commercial plus people they could be you know people skills involved also right maybe you're going from journey a to journey c but the customer maybe team members are only enabled for skill b so how do you gap you know how do you close that gap between skill set b and skill set c 
that is also a core you know angle of a good architect you know he or she talks when uh, you know map does the mapping of the organizational landscape not only does the organizational landscape mapping and currently what workloads are running but also the people skill sets along with it that's also a core facet of an architect so all of these so you will face challenges across all those layers you know understanding the use case building relationship mapping the correct workloads to cloud or if it's a hybrid approach then deciding what's the you know what we call band qualification what's the you know budget authorization i uh, know then the requirements and then you have all of these you know as well these are all different challenges attributed to these skills right and then finally most important people skills so once you overcome all of these challenges you know from a project perspective you are kind of safe to say the work will completely go to cloud and if you see the other side of the same coin that is as an architect you have to also overcome yourself the same challenges right you have to be mentally prepared to work with multiple people you have to be holistically very social you have to be open to ideas from other people you have to maybe correct yourself midway often 90% of the projects how they start and how they are envisioned in cloud they never end up there you have to make a lot of transformations in between right so those being able to you know inculcate those again having a very growth mindset these are all all you know will help you overcome all those challenges but there will be definitely a lot of challenges along the way what is the demand of uh, cloud based jobs in india not just in india but in the world see right now where we are heading to a place where you know even uh, you know articulating saying that the demand is massive is an understatement it i mean the actual reality right now is if you are going to have a career in it i mean leaving out a couple of you know very specific very niche jobs knowing cloud and fundamentally knowing it well is mandatory just knowing will not cut it you should know it fundamentally very well so let's say if you are planning to kind of i mean i'll come to an architect position later on but let's say if you're starting out as a just as a cloud engineer then ensuring that you get basic administration skills on cloud it could be an amazon web services or azure or google you know is absolutely will help you quickly get a job you know that is like fundamental and for example i can specifically focus on microsoft you know microsoft has massive investments done for schools colleges at the university level enabling students you know you, you, there is a entire library of knowledge called microsoft learn where you can go you don't have to pay a single penny everything free of cost course by course you you can choose either infrastructure or development or administration or databases you can do power apps which is non you know code development you can choose business applications you can choose modern workplace all of those fundamental courses are there once you get started you can also have sandboxed environments there you can leverage them to learn without paying a penny then my point of advice always to engineering graduates is you should learn definitely along with dotnet if possible python it will open up a whole vast area of you know job opportunities for you if you really know python very well it's like a person walking on the street and then you put wings on that person the person can fly like a bird it opens up a lot of other opportunities like a bird means you can see the world from the top so python can open up opportunities for you becoming a full stack developer later on or maybe join an organization just doing admin but you can elevate yourself eventually you know doing a lot of work on terraform and 
Azure resource templates and then doing a lot of work on Python to become an automation engineer. That world can open up to you. If you really have a little bit of math background, you can quickly specialize maybe into AI ML. If you really feel that Apache Spark is something which you really want to kind of specialize in and become, become maybe a data engineer, Python is the core, you know, there in Apache Spark. Uh, then, I mean, Python opens up a whole world of possibilities. So if you just are an engineer right now or passing out maybe one year, two year down the line, it's still not late. Learn Python, you know, land up on Microsoft Learn, do a lot of learning on your own, get a sandboxed environment, open up an Azure or an AWS or a Google subscription if you're getting credits in your university, you know, and start maybe simple projects of your own. That's, you know, it's a good way to start. Just deploy tutorials of your own, get some hands-on, you know, on projects. So, you know, cloud jobs are there. So at a very holistically to come back to your question, you know, you will, you can easily land up administration jobs. You can land up cloud engineer jobs. You can land up good jobs if you have a dev background as a cloud developer, or if you're a cloud developer with a little bit of admin, you can specialize and become a DevOps expert. And then definitely after all of this is over, you can build your skill sets and really become a good you know, cloud architect. So an architect is fundamentally a person who maybe has a good overview picture of all of these skill sets and consults in building the architectures you know, at scale on a platform. And if you can build up skills across all the platforms on Amazon and Azure and Google, I mean, assuming I'll restrict myself to only three, these three top clouds. And of course there are like, you know, job opportunities are more than you count, more than the interviews you can give in a week. I mean, everyone's hiring, right? Just to, you know, uh, highlight also one point, it's not just India. I mean, India is one angle, one part of it globally. I mean, our friends have landed up with global jobs extremely well paid and stuff because they are very highly skilled so cloud is definitely the way to go what are the different domains uh, in cloud okay so see holistically if you speak about like the core pillars i mean i, I mean the word domain is very generic if i kind of talk about the area of specialization of a cloud architect like if you go to a oem let's call it amazon or microsoft or google uh, you know, and you talk to a good architect who has been there for five, six, seven years, who has 10, 15, 20 maybe years of experience, you will find they are specialized in certain areas. Of course, you need to have a generic overview. It's like, uh, let's say how I kind of view it is, uh, it's like getting selected in Arsenal or Chelsea for playing football. I mean, you have to be basically a good footballer. But then there are defenders, stoppers, there are, you know, people who are attack, uh, att attacking midfielders. So it's a specialist role they are in. So top five core areas which I have seen people specialize in and give good return on investment on their time. First is in all of these, you will find people who are deep specialized in core infrastructure migration. So here I'm not talking about migrating two VMs, 10 VMs, four VMs to cloud. No, I'm talking about having a deep knowledge of on-premises across platforms. That means Intel, non-Intel, Spark, UltraSpark, uh, you know, power platforms, IBM's AIX, Hyper-V, VMware, definitely different virtualization platforms. So these guys are folks who have then have done these hands-on migrations of large data center farms. So you're talking about 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 virtual machines. So these guys come with plethora of expertise 
on different platform to platform migrations how will the applications how will the databases how will the middleware logic kind of work so that's definitely a very good area and a core area of specialization that these are infrastructure migration specialists then comes on cloud definitely you have cloud engineers with dev background but who have then built up their expertise on devops so they kind of work with the customers who have now adopted our on cloud to build ci cd pipelines on cloud how do you do get integration how do you kind of build you know effi- efficacy you know into their already delivery pipelines or software so these this is again a specialist domain which i see a lot of my friends colleagues specializing third is which i am in data and ai that's a vast area but then you need to have a little bit fundamental on data background either on sql or no sql or oracle doesn't matter you need to know sql extremely well as a programming language you need to have some fundamental on python and then of course apache spark and so on so you start your career as a data cloud engineer then gradually you transform into data engineer then you become a data architect so you will be fundamentally working with not cio or cto rather cdos chief you know digital officers digital transformation experts in large companies you know understanding their vision of the organization enabling them to capture data how do you land that data multiple ways of ingesting then how do you do advanced analytics predictive analytics and ai on top of it so that's a third major domain of specialization fourth is purely a niche area in cloud which i see a lot of folks specializing which has kind of broken away from devops is purely folks working on microservices so you're talking about then advising not on infra not on devops not on data but how can i take your organization or a couple of workloads for your organization on a completely microservices containers you no know, containerization way so they are deep hands on on kubernetes docker they are working on a lot of code executions on azure aws and google ic so that's a very good area to specialize but then ideally you should come from a dev background and last not the least again a very 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 core area of specialization in hot demand i have lots of friends specializing in that that security that is never going to go away so you should start with a security little bit of on prem and a cloud background then gradually do a couple of maybe uh, you know industry level certifications and then you specialize in one of the azure or aws or google and then you know position or posture yourself as a cloud security expert so you then oversee the security aspect of the infra the core migration the data the containers and you work with the cisos the chief information the security officers of the organization so you know five these domains are in great demand will always be there foreseeable at least 5 to 10 years if you specialize in any one or more of these your life is set is there any road map to become a cloud architect uh see again road map uh, generic way uh, ci how i kind of say i mean if you start out ideally if you know what development background it's it's good then again i have a lot of friends who I, or you know i have seen or i have a lot of colleagues i have worked with who are good architects who don't come from a dev background so is it possible 200% it's possible you need to but overall you know as you become a cloud admin you need to then know where you want to head so you need to have that maybe 3 year 5 year vision so it shouldn't be that you know i'm working on cloud and my life kind of ends there 
So if you want to kind of start off with, you start off with a cloud admin, then become a cloud engineer, then pick up DevOps skills, transform yourself into a cloud architect, then over a period of time, specialize in one of these five domains, which we spoke about core infra migration or DevOps or security or microservices or data and AI, and then gradually position yourself, right? But the roadway is you do hands-on, you do a lot of courses, you do a lot of you know webinars and you know experts you talk to, but then again, you need to find your passion. What are you passionate about? So your strategic roadmap should be figured out or I would say aligned with your you know passion. Like I had a friend, you know, I give this example, a lot of people when I speak about. So I worked with that friend of mine for 10 years back when we had worked, her, her, her passion was security. I worked with her five years back for a large cloud vendor. She left in six months time. She said, no, I want to work for Checkpoint. I want to work for, you know, Symantec. I want to work for one of the large, you know, uh, specialist organizations in security. So should, today she is very fundamentally extremely well-placed and working as a cloud expert, but in the domain of security. So that so her path was then she guided a, across, but she never let her passion go away, right? So a person, how I advise is you have to figure out while working, what's your core passion, align that passion with your expertise and then pick up skills along the way as you go along, right? So that's the road. And then after five years, seven years, you find that you're well-placed and you've aligned your passion with your core area of expertise. So uh, coming on to the next point, what are the technical and uh, non-technical skills required to become a solutions architect? Okay, so technical, to, uh, so before I go to the technical aspect of it, because people often tend to quickly deep dive into it, a good architect, as I mentioned, needs to have a balance of both non-technical and technical skills, people skills and soft skills. These two are mandatory for a good architect. If you want to come to the forefront, if you want to travel the world, if you want to work for large organizations, if you want to really work on complex you know, cases and you know, build a name for yourself in the industry, really be who you are, you know, be respected, you need to have a balance. First of all, very important point, you need to have a balance between non-tech and tech. In the non-tech, two core pillars. First, which I would always tell people, and even I tend to work on it, is people skills. You need to be liked by people. You need to have very good, you know, sales and pre-sales ability. You need to have very good, you know, way of, you know, talking to people. Uh, you should build those skills, you know, and specifically, you should have empathy while, you know, dealing with people, you know. You should be understanding of their situations, cases. So these skills are very important. Second is the soft skills bit of it, right? That could be learned, you know, in a course or over a period of time. But these are essential because when you're dealing with a senior executive or with a team or teams of people, cloud is just aspect of it. But, you know, that's being sold or that's the tech play of it. But ideally speaking, you're still dealing with people, right? Nobody wants to work with a person you don't like. So the people skills and soft skills are mandatory. Coming to the tech piece of it, that depends on your area of, again, generic if it is, then knowing hands-on AWS or Azure or Google should start with. Little bit of scripting on Python or Perl or, you know, is always beneficial. Having said that, once you have got a skill of one to three years, you must gradually then tend to specialize in 
any of the five areas which we spoke about in that tech skill so let's say i want to land up into database i want to be a world class data and ai expert or let's say i landed so i'm currently a csa data and ai so fundamentally then knowing sql knowing hands on sql server or mongodb or cassandra or postgresql is mandatory right so getting those skills in the database side will become very important if you want to go into microservices knowing getting hands on on to docker kubernetes is fundamental so those tech skills will augment it but generic if you talk about at a very high level 50000 feet level knowing one of the cloud platforms in terms of administration and networking and security fundamental knowing python or perl again i have a lot of friends who started their career on perl very important scripting from a scripting perspective then on aws you specialize in cloud formation templates on azure you do a lot of partial scripting then knowing an industry specific or maybe generic something like for example terraform has become very important whether you work on aws or azure or google doesn't matter i worked in google sorry i in oracle for 3 years even on oracle oci everything was being automated by terraform so if you know terraform very well it will help you cut across four clouds so you have to be smart about it right and then gradually you tend to as you specialize then you as per your specialization pick up tech skills so it's a mix of again soft skills and tech skills uh, this is something commonly doubted among um, most of the students not just students but also working professionals how can one start their learning process in order to become a solutions architect i see learning process means you have to start some place correct i mean the best day was yesterday i'll be honest with you correct i mean best day was always yesterday so that's why the saying stands so if you want to start today the best way would be how i advise people so if you are very self driven then you know maybe buy a book or get an udemy course or a coursera course or maybe one of the plural site courses again i have no attachment to these companies but i myself use them quite a lot so you know either udemy or a plural site course and then get quick hands on that's the easiest way to get started so when the courses they are showing don't don't just go through that course it makes no sense so the course will have and choose a course which has lot of labs in it pause the course and do the lab side by side so for example i put up a linkedin post i think two or three nights ago so i spent the entire saturday night that means i went to sleep on sunday 4:30 in the morning so from 12 to 4:30 what was i doing so i was you know getting my hands dirty on a combination of three things which i have till now not worked on microsoft so it's basically called azure data explorer and then there is basically you know a, a service you may call it or it's not a service it's basically a programming language which is high level for read only kind of work it's called kusto so it's a very sql compatible kusto query language so i didn't go through azure data explorer and kusto and was happy but i said you know what let's go through the tutorials let's read a little theory of it one hour i understood what they are for what use cases are they used then i set up the environment i took up some tutorials three four tutorials you know then set up the data explorer environment set up the cluster installed python i had major issues installing it i figured out i have installed the python library in a wrong runtime it's not been able to detect it you know by the time i got solved all of these issues and i ran certain run books and then finally came it's called ql magic 
it's basically running sql code inside you know qwell uh, uh, or basically kusto you know query language it was already 4:30 in the morning but by the time i finished all of those labs i have a very good fundamental understanding now on what fast kusto is when it should be used what it should be used in conjunction with what are the use cases to it so this is the learning process right it's no rocket science but you need to be able to have passion in it start do hands on and spend some time on it maybe go and do this you know once you start and then you do more courses more complex things you learn and you do again hands on so that's the way learn the basics learn the theory little bit and quickly do hands on taking the certifications and uh, how does it help in our career there's quite a lot it helps i mean it has helped me immensely throughout my life uh, you know i started with microsoft i did a lot of linux certifications i uh, did a few in between industries i mean uh, generic certifications then i went to aws i did a lot of aws certifications in oracle i did in microsoft i did so so holistically coming perspective if you talk to at a you know um, career level immensely it helps first not only is the knowledge gained that you do while you are getting yourself certified but it also makes you stand out in front of employers so if you are applying for a serious role in a serious oem or a services company right the fastest way to stand out is to show that you have those set of certifications that you know what those basic terminologies are your hands on experience or it is a given so first once you get selected of course you have to prove your worth in either a hands on you know test or in your generic general knowledge or specific knowledge on that area which you kind of choose to specialize on but having said that you know in a long run it definitely adds value it has added immense value in my career so i am a great believer of doing certifications i have uh, more than what 60 certifications taken together on microsoft platform i must have 30 plus so i still keep learning because it helps me keep myself updated and the third angle to it is once you join a company uh, you know the companies would want you to invest your time why because they put you in customer projects or customer facing projects or customer facing time so there will be then again implications on the customer end also they may have requirements that we would like to deal with a set of engineers who are certified correct so it will open up you know on site travel a lot of other things for you so certifying in the long run definitely something you should look at that's exactly how you should start you should start with a you know cutting cross then you build specialization over a period of time then you choose that area of specialization what are your thoughts on fail fast approach uh, when we come to certifications and learning process see uh, my thought is again I, i i don't have a like approach like that per se i usually take the exam when i feel that you know i'm ready for it but over a period of time if you see if i look back yeah that has been a core you know uh, belief that i have that is first of course you should take it when you feel you, you the time is right having said that because you know you're not going away anyway the certifications of course going to be there and they're going to be updated to newer things but it's easier and better said you know if you quickly prepare yourself for the base minimum required for certification and sit for it there is no harm sitting for it and failing you can always give it the second time so in that sense fail fast approach if you talk about that's definitely true because i have seen this in lot of people and i speak to lot of people on weekends or during weekdays who say for a year they have been preparing for a certification for two years they have been preparing for a certification that's a wrong approach 
because your knowledge is never going to end and neither the platforms are never going to get stopping updated if you wait forever you will wait till you retire that's a very bad approach so my approach would be you have to have a deadline so right for example i have an excel sheet where i mention dates against every area of certification i want to take i open that sheet i review it from time to time i change the order maybe if i feel i'm not ready but i have a deadline for each certification i take it on that day even if i'm not 100% ready because it's not about scoring first of all 100 out of 100 you need 7 70 for example in microsoft certification to pass if you are 701 it's as good as pass right so take it as soon as you feel that the bare minimum for the certification you are ready with knowledge of course you know you need to build over a period of time so fail fast yeah yeah big a believer in that you should take it quickly once you have a confidence but then don't wait for forever confidence to grow that is not going to happen because new things are going to come in the picture right how can one prepare for cloud architect interviews uh, see it depends again a uh, uh, very generic question so again if it if you are going in for a first time or a two year or a three year job interview right where you are just going to be a cloud architect if you have some insights into what the company product is or services or specialization is right then definitely it always helps let's say you're going in for a cloud architect for a company who is an isv who builds data analytics products you know i'm sure on the cloud architect team you know they're going to ask you very specific questions past that infrastructure and maybe a little bit of automation they would definitely ask you questions around how data ingestion happens because they are eventually deeply invested in that particular realm right so knowing a little background on you know, doing a little bit of study before you go for the interview is always you know mandatory at least it has always worked for me second is of course you know how do you prepare yourself again you i you know you don't get books for preparing for interviews but one fundamental is if you have you know a core area like like for example infrastructure let's say migration you are talking about right it's good before you go for an interview to brush up the aws the azure the google the basic you know concepts so that conceptually you are all correct uh let's say but recently for example a good friend of mine went for a data interview so he was later discussing with what kind of questions he got so the person didn't deep dive into the stack naming it as amazon or google or oracle or microsoft but rather spoke about what are the different big data patterns you have worked on you know what do you how do you differentiate between a lambda architecture with a kappa architecture how do you differentiate between a lambda and a kappa and a butterfly architecture if i give you an architecture which is pure play lambda what are the different components you change to make it a kappa architecture and vice versa so now this knowledge is universally known it is there on every book on every millions of websites on earth right but you need to brush up these before you go so the fundamental generic patterns should be well known before going for an interview and then if you know a platform for which you are interviewing let's say you are going in for a cloud architect job for aws for devops then i would definitely say please go through documentation same stands for azure if you are going for a postgres sql interview on azure you should fundamentally know what are the services there right so documentation is so three points you know knowing a generic area knowing the basic concepts which you can brush up always from google 
and uh, you know and third is uh, documentation of that platform should be well read finally coming to our last question what is your advice yes, to those uh, aspiring cloud architects uh, see people start somewhere right so if you are right now thinking of starting i would suggest get started uh, you know choose one of the platforms do a course maybe a simple cloud practitioner course uh, you know feel and test the field and just over a period of time you know only request is have a growth mindset uh, you know knowing that you don't know everything that you are learning uh, you will make mistakes along the way uh, you know and uh, you will meet you know very smart people uh, who will show you different ways to do the same problem right but just inculcating that growth mindset that you are eager to learn you are okay to relearn and you're okay to completely unlearn and relearn right maybe 6 months 1 year down the line that is core 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 fundamental in cloud because whatever i worked 7 years back are dead 5 years back obsolete 3 years back i think none of them exist 6 months back i think right now i'm revisiting them i'm talking about just one platform now if you holistically multiply this knowledge across all clouds you're talking about major shift in mind change so if you have so you have to be open to this first right that's the first point second you know you you will meet people along the way there are good courses good architects you can always take advice from people and then third find your passion right i mean that's the only advice that was a great piece of advice so thank you so much for spending your valuable time uh, with our audience here i hope this will be uh, so much helpful for all these people who are watching and uh, thank you so much for your time any last words no thank you udesh you know for uh, inviting me and having a good conversation i love you know uh, motivating people and you know cloud is the not the future it's the present right so you know look forward seeing good professionals you know come through and you know working holistically together irrespective of whatever cloud the person works on so you know definitely look forward you know interacting with you and further questions please do you know let me know i'm more than happy to answer always so look forward you know uh, also seeing other uh, clips and interviews on udesh's youtube channel so you know request everyone to subscribe it and definitely you know be a part along the journey yeah i hope this is uh, so much uh, helpful for you and i uh, hope you will find it very much useful for your career as well i will catch up in another video soon and till then it's me the cloud pilot signing off bye